This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. All right, back into another show. Glad you joined us. Going to be a great one. And gonna, actually, this is going to be an interview show. You're going to love the interview. We got a special guest coming on. I actually did the interview uh, just a bit ago, but we wanted to roll it out here for you. And great guys. They've done terrific work all over the world. And before I share it, let the cat out of the bag, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in, dialing in, making this your show of choice and sharing this, obviously, with also uh, those that you care about. If, if you have somebody you don't care about, then I guess you don't have to share it with them. But if you do and you want somebody that you know to improve their life, get encouraged, get tangible tips on how to live better, live more with purpose and, and maximize their life, maximize their day. Make sure you share this with them. We love your comments and feedback. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those that have been taking a moment and doing that. We really appreciate that, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, Michael D. Wall, or you can catch us on Instagram at Michael D. Wall. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the interview. This is actually an interview with Chicago. Now, Chicago, uh, I'm not talking about the city, so I didn't go around and interview every person in the city of Chicago. Okay, <laughs> what this is, this is the band Chicago, and uh, many of you may remember them. Now, if you're under the age of 40, you may not remember them, but I always like to have some of these groups on, you know, from time to time. Reason being is because, you know, just the way culture was, the way music was played, the things that happened, it was just really kind of an interesting time, and I think we can learn a lot from that for today. So Robert Lamb, James Penko, and Lee Lochnane were uh, the names of the gentlemen, kind of the founding guys of Chicago that we ended up interviewing. And we actually interviewed them in Louisiana at the House of Blues. Really cool spot and had a great time doing that as well. But we, we had a conversation about a variety of different things. And I want to go to that interview now. So let the beginning Jimmy Panko. This is Lee Lockney. This is Robert Lamb with Chicago. You're listening to Michael Wall. You guys were actually just close to where I was from, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. War Memorial. And that's yeah. where we were, yeah. where we were snowed in. Yeah. We were snowed are in. you snowed in there? We and barely made that show. It took us 15 hours to get from New York to Johnstown. Is that right? Well, you know, they had the Nor'easter, right? Yeah. And we were supposed to, the first show was supposed to be in Stamford, Connecticut. The governor shut the state down. So we decided to bail out of New York City and it to get ahead of the storm. Well, we drove right into the western flank if of it. If you know where the Walmart is. The, in, That's where you were at. Yeah, in Bloomsburg. <laughs> Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, 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 Nine yeah. hours in the parking lot of Walmart. Wow. wow. And then what, about four hours in the uh, Comfort Inn or something? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Well, your comfort in is uh, not so comfortable and when you were there. West Palm Beach is a better place to be. West yeah, Palm is a better place. You know, oh, we, yeah. we, uh, we had the opportunity to go down there. We set up another office, and we're there. So we're Excellent. done and done and done. So we're going to bring it. Well, we split for a while. You know, we went down in the, in the winters and then kind of went back in the summer. But we said, we're going to stay there and do our thing. So it's a good thing. Well, hey, thanks for Chris. joining us and uh, kind of coming on the show and sharing thoughts with listeners. It's just a lot of fun to be able to be here. You know, it's you guys shared a little bit earlier about how or we talked about how your music has really transcended time and age really in a lot of ways. And there was a buddy of mine before I was coming here, he was, I don't know, late twenties. 
He's like, oh, you're going to interview Chicago? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, dude, I love that band, you know? So, <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that I thought about is is just really the idea of the fact that, and I think you mentioned it, I'm not sure which one of you it was, but you mentioned the idea that it's it's real music. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so much of the stuff we're hearing, even like in the 90s and 2000s and coming later is computer and digital and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you think that really creates... Um, and, and has changed over the years as far as music in general. Well, because the stuff that's coming out now is so popular, I hesitate to say that it's not music because mm. people go, what do you mean it's not <laughs> yeah. music? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. It's another way to make music. Yeah. It's another way to make music. But yeah. like you said, we have made it in a, in a different way, more more like they were doing it in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, You know, putting mm-hmm. formulaic uh, songs together and changing them up some and you know with Jimmy adding uh, horn arrangements to rock and roll songs uh, Mm -hmm. we put our own style constantly mixing it up yeah yeah absolutely well and I think that's huge is just being willing to you talked earlier about kind of taking your coats off and turning them inside out you know (laughs) just kind of being willing to reinvent yourself and be fresh and I know Robert you're in a situation where you've explained this before but the 25 or 6 to 4 uh, the meaning behind it and some of those things. Can you share for our listeners, we got a lot of Chicago fans, what that thinking was as far as where that came from in that song specifically? Well, you know, that was really early on in, in my journey into being a songwriter. And uh, uh, I had the idea, I had the musical grid in my mind, but I was having trouble with the lyrics. Mm. So I just, I just sort of uh, defaulted to... I'm just going to describe what this process is. So, waiting for the break of day, I was we, I was working very late at night near dawn. I was looking out over over uh, the city uh, of Hollywood. <laughs> so, I was describing seeing lights against the sky. Mm. And twenty five or sixty four was just a reference. I looked over and I saw a clock on the wall, and the hands were twenty five. Or twenty-six minutes to four. Yeah. So I, I just, I just needed that line to yeah. get to the next line. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's not really an astounding story, but yeah. it's the story of that song. It was an in-the-moment situation. Yeah. I was just really trying to describe the, describe the process of writing that particular song. And you know what I loved about that? This is the reason I ask it. And Jimmy, you mentioned something about responsibility from the stage is, the idea of commitment. Right, you guys are. I mean, the reason you're one of the best rock bands for a long time. I mean, 50 years. It's intense. You guys are committed, and that's that's what I've seen. That's what I love in the songs. And you talked about specifically the responsibility from the stage, the audience, and the kind of the, what you get to do. How important is that? As you see, adding value to listeners and, and kind of really leaving impact on them as time moves along. Well, yeah, the responsibility to the music is very great. And if you're not going to do your best, yeah, don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be mailing it in. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. And we take huge pride. Yeah. In the ability to get up there and uh, do it the old-fashioned way. I mean, veteran musicians mm-hmm. that do it very well mm-hmm. um, because we've been doing it a long time, and we're going to give that audience the best we got yeah. every night. Yeah. They're going to come in. They're going to hear the record note for note. Yeah. Performed live. And you look out there, and, and because of what we've talked about, a lot of current uh, projects being so much karaoke or canned music or mm-hmm. lip syncing and what have you. It's, yeah, it's everywhere. You know, to get up there and do it yeah. with no smoke and mirrors yeah. 
amazes people. Yeah. They look at it and they're going, wow, they're making these sounds <laughs> yeah. by themselves? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. And, and then for the younger generation, they're so used to the, you know, whether it be virtual reality or whatever it may be. So when they see real stuff, you said about kind of all in. I remember uh, a Zig Ziglar. I listened to Zig a lot growing up. And his mom used to tell him, if you're in something, get in it. And if you're not in it, get out, you know? And <laughs> so great. you guys were all in, right? I mean, you were, we're in a situation in. where, you know, and that's why you made the impact that you have. And I know we talked about earlier, just the idea of legacy in general, um, kind of transitioning things to your grandkids and, you know, um, that whole process. As you live life and you look at some of the listenership and the impact from music, what type of legacy do you want to leave? I think that we were just a, a good band, good mm. rock and roll band. Hmm. With horns, I guess, right? Yeah. But good musicians. Yeah. You know, and if this music outlasts us, perhaps that would be the ultimate gift yeah. to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the great composers in history that are long gone are still remembered mm-hmm. through their work. Mm-hmm. And if we can be blessed with that phenomenon mm-hmm. after this, that would be ultimate for me. Here's the thing. Music, in my opinion, music is best listened to in a live situation. Mm. I mean, recordings, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way we access it most right. of the time. So, so playing for an audience is a really profound experience for us. And for the audience, I think one of the reasons we are still around is that whatever it is that we do, whatever the music is that we do, it has some sort of fascination for the audience to observe us playing it mm. live. Yeah, I, that's a huge, huge impact. Well, Robert, Jimmy Lee, thank you so much for joining yeah. us on, on the show and just sharing thoughts to listeners. And Pleasure, <laughs> Michael. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. Michael. Yeah. Boy, what a great interview, and I wanted to share that with you again. Uh, these guys have just been icons in a lot of ways, you know, over a hundred million records sold and just a lot of things that they've done. Just, just a passion for their craft. And, you know, a lot of times we don't see that anymore today in things is a passion for what you do. And so as, as we always do is challenge you to be in a place where you're finding your purpose and you're finding your passion. Don't just mundane, go through life and try and make money, try and find what your purpose is and focus on that. So that way, as you move along and live life, it'll show in the work that you put out. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the the show, obviously with Chicago and reach out to us at any time, Michael D. Wall on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just go to michaelwallshow.com and there's a comment box on the bottom where you can reach out to us and say, hey, I'd like to hear this, want to hear that, or maybe something you'd like to hear upcoming and we'll be sure and uh, have the team get that to me. We can look through it, hopefully share those thoughts and ideas as well. So here's the living on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great day. See you soon.